Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Today on the Ether, the future of NFTs in Cosmos with Vish Modali from Quicksilver Protocol and Shane Stars from Stargaze. Let's take a listen. Hey, it finally worked. Can you guys hear me? Hey. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good, good. How's it going, Shane? Oh, good, good. Uh, finally getting back to normal. I've uh, been under the weather for a little bit, but uh, feeling good now. Ah, shoot, that's great. How's everything going with you guys? Yeah, good, good, great. Actually, we just uh, we just launched on Stargaze, so definitely quite exciting. Uh, happy to kick things off. Woohoo! All right, do you want to get started, or are we still waiting for people to trickle in? We're all good. So, Vish, please feel free to take it away. Cool. Uh, so yeah, hey guys, the context of this entire thing is uh, Quicksilver has onboarded um, Stargaze you know, for Quicksilver liquid staking. Q stars are now live. You can go mint them away. I think it's been something like 18 hours. There's 400-ish unique addresses, so definitely going strong. Uh, and this is all before incentives and pools and everything. So uh, definitely some commitment there. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, so yeah, so I thought, hey, we'd get together with Shane, have a few chats about Stargaze, try learning some more about the, about NFTs, you know, in Cosmos and like the sort of direction that Stargaze is going in, the vision and things like that. So, so yeah, I guess we'll kick it off from there. So Shane, can you like, I guess, introduce yourself, tell us a bit about how you got into all of this, like who is Shane, uh, you know, before Shane from Stargaze? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I want to want to say congrats on launching. Um, and um, yeah, that's it's really good to hear. There's there's four, you know, 400 addresses that have used it so far. Um, what what other chains are have launched on Quicksilver so far? And, um, you know, how are things going? Uh, any 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 issues or anything like that? No, it's actually the, the first chain that launched the Stargaze. Uh, yeah, we're going to onboard Osmos in June or soon. Very cool. Uh, yeah, but we thought we'd launch with, with Stargaze first. Awesome, awesome. So you guys, uh, so we're like a we're like a guinea pig then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think uh, a bit more. Man. Like we definitely see like uh, like the Stargaze community has like been one of like I think most vocal in asking for liquid staking. Uh, it's definitely been like a win-win for all of us. Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, so I'll uh, I'll do I'll do a quick background. Um, so I I have uh, I have been in tech for a very long time. I was I did a lot of open source. I've been doing a lot of open source uh, for quite quite a few years. Um, in 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 the Web two world, I was involved a lot with 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 Ruby on Rails. I think I was probably one of the first uh, first people to to code with Rails and Ruby. Um, that that exposed me to a lot of Web two startups, and I was very lucky to get to know a lot of the kind of founders in that period of time. Um, and I was I was one of the first people at Groupon, um, so uh, kind of been been involved with kind of uh, like startups and open source for for a while. Um, after after kind of that era, I moved uh, to mobile. Where I started working on 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 iPhone apps, um, so pretty much the day Steve Jobs announced the SDK, I, I quit my job at Groupon and started building building for iPhone. Um, I built uh, some music apps. Uh, the most popular one is called Drum Kit. We played drums on the phone. 
uh, for, for a period of time, I think like one in every 10 iPhone users had it. And uh, it did really well in the App Store. It was on like billboards and TV ads and stuff like that. It was on Apple Keynotes. Um, and then all, I, I, after that, I also uh, built the app for TED Talks. Um, kind of kind of got bored after after that for a while. I, I, I felt like I kind of reached kind of a kind of peaked a little bit in terms of making apps and uh, kind of was looking at some more interesting things to do. Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to Ethereum and, um, you know, I just fell down the rabbit hole immediately. It's just this wide open design space. Um, and I kind of like building in wide, wide open, open design spaces. Um, and uh, as, as someone that's kind of been in the industry for a very long time, uh, the whole kind of uh, the ethos of crypto and decentralization really kind of reminded me of the early days of the web. And, um, you know, I, I purposely didn't get a job at any place like Google or Facebook or Twitter or any place like that because I was kind of against the whole like advertising uh, business model at the expense of giving away all your data, right? So um, I really kind of got into Web3 and crypto, um, I, but the kind of consumer facing things that I wanted to build, you couldn't build that on Ethereum at that time, right? Um, so I was looking at kind of more scalable blockchains, um, and then another friend of mine introduced me to Cosmos. And uh, I read the white paper and just kind of like blew my mind. Um, I had to read the white paper about three or four times to really understand what was going on. Um, and then uh, that kind of led me to kind of look for a job uh, where um, teams were kind of building on Cosmos. This was really early. This was in 2017, 2018. Um, and, 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 and that's how I uh, came uh, kind of into contact with True Story and started working there. Uh, True Story was one of the uh, earliest kind of Cosmos startups, uh, like venture funded and stuff. Um, and but it was it was just too early. Um, we were kind of building decentralized social, uh, kind of a decentralized social protocol then, and um, it was just too early. Like Osmosis hadn't launched yet. You couldn't like really launch a token without doing like shady stuff by like launching like an IEO with like Binance and didn't, didn't really want to do that. Um, but did learn a ton during those times, uh, really learned how to uh, build with the SDK. And uh, I was also very lucky uh, to be in uh, the hackathon team in 2019 that came up with Cosmosm. Um, so, so that kind of led to uh, led to Stargaze. Um, so, Stargaze was kind of continuing some of the stuff from True Story. So, we we initially started building this kind of decentralized Twitter uh, a Twitter type thing, um, and then while building that, we realized that the native content type is NFTs, and there weren't really NFTs in Cosmos at this time outside of outside of Terra, right? So. We, we realized that we kind of have to make NFTs a thing to build the stuff that we really wanted to build. Um, so that's kind of how it started. Uh, we started working on a marketplace and uh, then we did this very large, large airdrop. I think um, it was something like $150 million worth of airdrop at this time. This is like, you know, height, height of the bull market. Um, and then we just amassed this kind of big community of users uh, of course when you do an airdrop a lot of the people just kind of want to just like dump it so a lot of people just kind of came and left but the people that the people that let that were remaining after it were just amazing and that kind of formed like the base of the community that we have now um so working with the community uh the community really kind of helped like flush out what we need need to build and uh we we also launched a market uh so so then we launched the launch pad in march of last year um launched with what uh i think 10 or 12 projects and then we launched uh the marketplace in may and 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 since then stargaze has kind of become like the destination for for nfts and cosmos so that's 
kind of like <laughs> the, the long, long-winded story, I guess. Yeah, I, I think the, the tree story context is very helpful. I think that it completely makes sense how you sort of moved on from that building, I guess, targets. Um, I guess like when you think about it, right, like, like, do you see Stargaze more as like the zone for NFTs in Cosmos, or do you think there's like a there's there's more to it, right? Like, do you see it as more of like a social hub, as you mentioned it before? Again, continuing from like the whole tree story sort of philosophy of things, or is it purely focused on the tech stack of NFTs? Like, which what direction do you see Stargaze going in? I think Stargaze will evolve over time. So I think the narrative right now focused on NFTs um, is kind of like a good um, kind of place for onboarding and for bootstrapping, right? Um, and uh, but but I think it's going to evolve from there. I think I I kind of I kind of see Stargaze as like uh, long term more just kind of like a consumer a consumer pacing chain, right? So. Uh, like people might even like stop using the word NFT or whatever. Like people don't talk about Spotify songs as MP3s anymore, right? It's just it's just songs, right? So eventually we'll get a, we'll get to a time where just NFTs just represent just data or content or media, right? And um, I think I think when we get to that point, uh, Stargaze will just kind of evolve and change and grow, and we don't really know exactly how that will pan pan out, but it's just going to happen slow, slowly over time. Um, so our job right now is just to build all the infrastructure, build all the tooling, um, to kind of kind of get ready for that future. Right. right. Yeah. I guess then that also sort of makes sense that you know Stargate has you know, Cosmosm enabled with you know, people being able to build stuff on the chain. Uh, like you talked about building like the infrastructure and tooling around it. Like what's that been like in 2022? Like what sort of things have you launched? You know, sort of roadblocks you faced? How, how has that sort of journey been? So uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, but to show monkey pics on a website, there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, kind of tech that goes on, right? Um, so for example, all, all the images, all the content, all the metadata, uh, for the collections on Stargaze are stored on IPFS. And, um, you know, we didn't have to do this, but we didn't, we, we, we wanted to make Stargaze as decentralized as possible um, and give ownership to the community, right? So we didn't want to like centrally host images and stuff like that, right? So we use IPFS, but, um, you know, Cosmos doesn't have any of the any of kind of the infrastructure that you have on Ethereum, right? You don't have uh, things like the graph. You don't have Infura. You don't have Alchemy. Um, all this, like like all these things that you need to build like a high performance kind of app. So so we kind of had to build all these all these toolings on our own, right? So um, when uh, just getting back back to IPFS, right? Um, there's there's a bunch of major providers that have have gateways, but when you start using them, you kind of realize that they all kind of suck. Um, like we were using one, and like the failure rate was like five percent or so. Um, you know, we can deal with that, right? So we had to build our own, and and I think I think every NFT marketplace out there ends up kind of building their own kind of like uh, image pipeline and uh, IPFS infrastructure. Uh, because the existing solutions aren't that great, right? So, uh, so we had to build our own like IPFS gateway, and then um, to make the website really performant, we had to build uh, like a GraphQL like API layer. Um, you know, you can't just be crowing the contract when you're getting like th thousands of requests a second, right? Um, we had to build our own like RPC cluster. Um, I think there's like thirty nodes in it now. Um, and then of course, like all the kind of like backend services that talk to each other and power the website. So there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff that we had to build. Right. And like going forward, like, what do you think is like the scalability plan for Stargaze? Like, I know you've mentioned that you want Stargaze to be like the user facing 
product. Um, but like, let's assume in like a hypothetical optimistic future, there's a bunch of contracts on Stargaze that are generating a substantial amount of like demand. What's your, like, what do you think would happen in terms of like block space expansion? Do you think, do you think that multiple NFT zones, because like one of the whole, I think benefit of having like NFTs that can potentially be IBC, is like the whole interoperability element, right? Do you foresee other NFT zones? Is that a scalable plan or do you, do you, you sort of expect that the Stargaze has like a long way to go before it reaches any sort of scalability issues, which could hamper user experience. So my, my kind of view on scalability uh, is that, is that, um, you know, I, for my background in web two, like you don't, uh, there's a thing called premature optimization, right? So you don't scale until you need to scale. Um, I think uh, maybe this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think, uh, one of the one of the issues we have uh, in, in in Cosmos, but in blockchains in general, is that um, a lot of projects are uh, kind of building this crazy, super scalable kind of infrastructure uh, instead of building actual apps, right? So so there's a bunch of projects out there that like um, you know it's very easy to get a lot of funding to build uh, these super scalable scalable infra, but you, we may not need it for another 10, 10 years or so, right? Um, if you just look at Terra, right? Tele, uh, Terra was just a vanilla Cosmos chain, just a vanilla Cosmos chain. And um, it, it, it got to the point where it was like the third largest blockchain by volume um, at, at, at one point. And it was doing, doing just fine, right? It was doing just fine as just a vanilla Cosmos chain. So in terms of scalability, I think um, vanilla Cosmos chains will, uh, can, can uh, scale, scale pretty well and I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be good enough for the next, you know, three to five years or so. Um, but then beyond that, right, there's two types of scaling. There's this kind of vertical scaling and horizontal scaling, right? Um, in terms of vertical scaling, uh, there's lots of kind of stuff you can do. If you look at like, say, protocol, they're building lots of interesting stuff where you can have like, um, op like optimistic block processing. You can have like parallel cosmosm, um, and and these are things that we can build too. We just think that it's premature to build that right now. But you know, if 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 we get if we get to a point where like I don't know, let's say like I don't know, Disney wants to launch NFTs on Stargaze or something like that, then then that's something we can definitely build, right? And we have like our team has expertise in uh, in the SDK and cosmosm. Uh, so, so this is stuff that we can, you know, easily build if you really have to. Um, then there's horizontal, uh, scale, uh, scalability, which includes ICSM 21 and also outposts, um, which I can talk a bit more about, but, you know, essentially we want to kind of launch these like mini proxies of Stargaze and other chains. Um, so if, if, if another chain wants a marketplace, they can use kind of stargaze uh, almost as if it's like locally running on that chain, but it'll be proxying um, like the request over IBC to the marketplace and stargaze. Is this like a, a contract or is it like a mod module level thing? Um, um, the outposts will be contracts. It, it'll be a contract that kind of uh, abstracts um, out the IBC NFT transfers. Um, but we also kind of want to explore using um, uh, using interchain accounts and interchain queries for non uh, you know non cosmosm chains. Um, but also, um, um, ICS seven twenty one is just a protocol, right? It works with the SDK and it works with cosmosm. So it'll also work with chains that have the SDK module in it. Right, right. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think the the interchain account. Scalability solution is also, uh, I, I think there's some potential in that, right? Like we can open up accounts on other chains and have like your marketplace trades be executed on that account without having to even bring them to Stargaze potentially. That is definitely cool. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's something we want to explore more. And actually, I think we're going to be looking at you guys' code base to, you know, learn how that's all done.
Yeah, no, please do. I would be definitely happy to happy to talk about that. Um, yeah, I guess like sort of like taking off from what you said, and I'm mean, bringing it more to like the implementation layer of Stargaze. Like, like it, it, I think it's pretty evident that Stargaze has done really well in terms of building that early community and getting like a critical mass of creators out there. How how was that process? Was it relatively organic? Did you have like a massive first movers advantage? There was literally no NFT marketplace or NF or NFT platform in Cosmos, or was it more of like an ecosystem that you had to incubate almost? Um, so I'll let I'll let everyone talk a bit more more about this, but it was very very organic. Um, like we never really uh, you know went out to other ecosystems and 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 uh, other artists or creators and try to get them to launch on Stargaze. They just they came to us, right? So um, after we did the airdrop, uh, um, our people came to a Discord. They found us on Twitter and. And all these creators just kind of came to Stargaze and they, um, you know, I think there's a lot of creators out there that just kind of wanted to be like a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Um, this was kind of doing like the, maybe the kind of like uh, the peak of like the hype cycle for, for NFTs and uh, OpenSea was just very saturated. Um, so a bunch of creators kind of uh, um, wanted to try, try something new. And also, like Stargaze really helps out creators, right? So um, creators will come to a Discord. We have channels to kind of help them launch, uh, help them understand the tooling. Um, we also have Stargaze Studio now, which is um, just kind of like a nice no-code kind, kind of interface if you want to launch, uh, launch a collection. Um, but I'll let, I'll let Ruan talk, talk, talk a bit more about this stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, you're asking about the, the growth of the community. Yeah. I mean, it was all pretty organic. Uh, it more or less happened uh, around the airdrop. The community or the discord was pretty, uh, pretty empty, honestly, about October, November last year. Uh, but as soon as people heard that there was an airdrop coming around, um, you know, obviously that the activity improved and we haven't, uh, as Shane said, we haven't really done a whole lot of like outbound to try and recruit creators. Um, I can see even on the call right now, there's at least six or seven Stargaze creators. Um, and I believe they can all tell you that uh, they have all come here naturally. Um, they were either already in the cosmos um or they decided to uh to join the the community um because they heard it was growing yeah that's awesome thank god and that was pretty evident like the way Stargate is cool um again slightly related to that like that was the whole like supply side of nfts and it's probably a based question that you hear a lot like thrown around but there's no definitive answer i feel it's like i guess how do you currently see like the drivers of like what do you think are the current drivers of demand for nfts and like how is that changing likely to change is it like do you think like the speculative element of nft demand holds especially for something like stargaze and i guess how do you see that evolving and if any of like the creators want to jump in like feel free to do that i mean yeah if any of the creators want to want to answer this i think i think that'll be great but i think um you know, now we're starting to see projects that are doing um, like a bit more interesting stuff. Like if you look at uh, a Pixel Wizard, which is the the new kind of uh, collection that just launched, um, it's kind of dynamic. It has uh, these uh, wizard characters that are associated with like a particular token, and um, it's interactive. So if you if you press certain keys, it shows you like the token price in real time. Um, and uh, so, so I think we're kind of like moving into like a new era where uh, you can do a bit more interesting stuff, stuff with these. And to be honest, like, uh, you know, NFTs are not just art. It's, 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 it's this weird mix of like art community and just like trading and just like having fun. <laughs> so, so I think um, there's, there's kind of a few kind of clusters of users. There are, uh, 
there are people who who are just hardcore traders, right? Or and and there are people that are just kind of like flippers, right? So they just want to come in early and 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 flip their JPEGs. Um, then there are people who who are genuinely there for the art, um, and uh, and then there's people who are there for the community mostly, right? Um, a new collection launches. Um, if some people identify with it, and then they you know, change their avatar and their profile picture. And then like this whole kind of like tribe kind of forms around it. So, so it's like, you know, I can't, I can't think of like a, like maybe one word to describe this whole thing, but um, I think, I think uh, kind of finance is moving in a kind of interesting direction. Like, like if you look at Robinhood, right. Um, the people that are using Robinhood, it's, it's, it's not purely, um, it's not purely for trading, right? There was the whole like Wall Street bets kind of thing. Um, there's a social element to it. Um, there's a fun element to it. And uh, I think y you can explore that design space uh, a little a little greater in crypto. So so I think I think there's kind of like a lot of kind of crossover there. Um, so like we're creating these kind of like uh, social economic uh games if you will and and to me it feels like a new thing um and and we've only kind of just scratched scratch the surface of it like now that you mentioned games that's sort of where i was going next do you think like gaming is a thing that potentially stargaze could support you know through its cosmos infrastructure because uh, honestly like, we haven't heard much from that side in Cosmos, I feel like I know it's like a thing in other ecosystems. And I think like the whole gaming NFT thing, the was the economic use case seems to be strong. I guess what are your thoughts on that uh, about that and Stargates? Yeah, I think the I think the economic use case is really strong. It's just a natural fit, right? Um you can use NFTs for like uh, skins and games. Uh there's uh really kind of health healthy economies inside inside a lot of games um the uh kind of unfortunate reality is that for some reason a lot of gamers are very skeptical of crypto um even though it's like uh <laughs> you know it's like the ideal savior right um but there are people that are kind of kind of coming coming around to it um there are obviously crypto native uh folks that are that are building games um on stargaze itself there's a multiple projects that are that are building games um, there is a there is a drama verse uh, that launched Stargaze Punks uh, and a bunch of other collections. Uh, they already have like prototypes um, of their games. Um, there is um, yeah, there's a whole bunch. I think I think Ruan would be able to talk about them a lot a lot better than I. Yeah, um, there are some little mini games which are pretty fun. I think War Cats has done one of those. Uh, Small Dogs is. Another one, um, Alpha Centaurians is building a game as well. Um, I know there's, there's probably more that are uh, um, eluding me. Uh, Signal, actually, that's on this call. I think they actually have a pretty involved game um, that's, that's cross-chain. Um, but yeah, we definitely have people. We, we, in fact, we have so many games building that we thought, thought about including a separate site or a separate page or section on, on the main website for the games. Um, because as you know, it's difficult to, um, to access there to access it through a mobile browser, right? So Kepler is the only way. But if we have a section on our site, they'll be able to connect their wallet to it easily. Um, also, Sunnyside, who is also a pretty big community member, he's having a a game too. Yeah, and just to kind of add to the blockchain side of that, like to support um, all these projects and and to support game builders and other projects, um, we want to make that easier on Stargaze, right? So. I think um, the kind of, kind of first step in this direction is launching DAOs, um, so kind of uh, teams can better self-organize, and then and then maybe the step beyond that is to even have like maybe you know layer twos that are spawned off of Stargaze, um, and even a Dramaverse sort of is is launching their own chain, um, right? So these are these are certain things that we can do in the future. Oh, it sounds awesome! Yeah, I think definitely looking forward to try out some of these games. I think that's. One of the NFT use cases, I'm like very bullish on again, being someone who games a fair bit, 
definitely quite exciting. Uh, yeah, I guess, again, like sort of pushing on and moving ahead to the next topic that I have here. I, I think like the obvious one to talk about would be like Stargaze names, right? Uh, so I, I'll actually just I, I'll put that out as like a massive subheading and send that over to you guys. Like Stargaze names, why did you choose to build it? What do you think its potential is? And if you could give us like a quick intro about it. Sure. Okay. So the number one reason to build it is because um, collections uh, are uh, creators are very kind of uh, people want to know who the creators are, right? So if you go, if you use any other other marketplace, usually you have like some kind of like link to their their Twitter, their social media, and um, a lot of the times these are like annotated by the website, right? Is is not necessarily crypto native. Uh, we we wanted to 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 make Stargaze as as crypto native as possible, right? So we don't want to like um, have to communicate with creators and ask them like go behind them and try to get the Twitter handle and then update it on the website. Like that's a whole messy process, right? We want to automate stuff as much as possible and and to keep it as Web three native as possible. So so the way to do this is building a name service, right? So when you have when you when you have a when you have a name service, people can go and link their social media and um, is verifiable, it's on chain. And this is just kind of a much better way to um, have verification of, of creators, right? So now uh, if a creator launches a collection, um, if, if they want to do well, they would uh, associate their social media. So then you can kind of get an idea for them. You can see if they're, you know, the type of creator that's gonna rug or not, if they have some kind of history, um, they have some kind of you know background in 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 in, in shipping products, right? So um, that was kind of the main reason for doing it. But also, uh, it, it also kind of goes back to the kind of the early kind of social angle, right? Um, I think I think like the future kind of Web three social media will be built or will come out of marketplaces because marketplaces are 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 kind of. Uh, um, Kind of the core is kind of the, the core of crypto. Like you know, I'm, 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 I'm including a dex here here as well, um, and and it's only natural that like the social the social element will kind of kind of evolve from those, right? I think um, I think uh, how how some people are doing it now, where they're just kind of like cloning Twitter on top of a blockchain. I don't think that really makes sense. Um, I think it'll be an outgrowth of of, of marketplaces. Um, so names is kind of a step in that direction uh, when people are identifiable. Um, uh, like right now, if you go and just browse the marketplace, you will see uh, people's names. And uh, it, just, it just makes it just a lot more fun, fun experience. And if you look at like transaction history, like if you go and get an NFT, you can see who used to own it. And now it's not just some faceless address, right? It's, 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 it's actually tied to like a real person. So, um, so I think that's, I think it's very cool. We're just in the names is just like, uh, the, the bare, bare minimum, like the MVP of kind of this, this feature, um, in the future, we'll have like, uh, uh, like profile NFTs where you can associate your name. Uh, you'll be able to do a lot more stuff. I don't want to give everything away now, but. You know, you could potentially think like, you, you know, you can have like a social graph that's kind of like associated with your name. Uh, maybe you be able to like follow other people on Stargaze and see all their activity and stuff like that. And do you envision a situation where like these names are tradable? Oh, they are tradable now. It's just that we haven't really built an interface for it yet. So, so right now in the interface for names, uh, you can just kind of go in and... Um, you can mint a name and then you can like make an offer. If you search for one and find the, find the ones that's already bought, you can make an offer on it. Um, we are working on kind of a more of a, 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 like a discoverability kind of UI for it. So, so the interface you have right now is just, uh, it, it's just super, super basic, but they are tradable now. It's just not like exposed in a, in a really good way in the UI. Right. Right. And, and like, do you in that, in that way foresee a situation where, like, I, I guess the way I look at it, right, like one of the cool things about 
stargaze names and any naming service but matter is the fact that you can tie like an identity or like a reputation with a certain address uh do you foresee a situation like where these names like privately traded uh, you know either you know, through some sort of like names mixer or you know, shooting blanks here but do you foresee that to be an issue or not something you're concerned about um is 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 uh, it's something that some people have asked for and i think um just in general having private metadata and uh private trading is something that uh some people do want and um it's 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 something that uh we may build in the future or um you know offloaded to another chain that's kind of better at this stuff so um yeah, you know, so Penumbra is is launching. I think sometime this year, uh, they're going to have kind of like a like a like a shielded kind of pool as like a service. Uh, you know that that could be one option. Um, but yeah, it's just there hasn't been too much demand for it yet. But but it's something that we can you know certainly build if there's more demand for it. Um, it's it's just that that's just the way the way we work is just kind of listening to the community and building what they want. And uh, in terms of like private metadata or private trading, um, there has been kind of like a vocal minority that do want that stuff, but it's definitely not, uh, is not the majority of the users. Right, and, and I guess the, what's the renewal mechanic on, on Stargate's names? So the renewal, yeah, so the renewal stuff is, is something that's actually kind of unique. Um, I don't think there's any other name service that does this. Uh, it was based 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 on a Vitalik uh, post, where um, the fees are based on market demand. So the renewal fee is uh, the the way the way it works is that the renewal fee is 0.5 percent of the highest bid. So um, so right now you can go and and uh, and bid on a name, and then um, if you own the name one year from now, right, one year from when you bought it. Um, the renewal price is going to be 0.5% of the highest bid, right? So, and, 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 and if no one bids on the name, then it's free. So I think, I think, I think this is just uh, kind of a lot more of a, of a fair system than um, any other name services on, on other chains and so forth. Like um, in ENS, I believe uh, the renewal fee is something like based on the character count of your name. And uh, and also you can squat on names for something like ten or twenty years, which I think is kind of crazy. So um, Stargaze Names was kind of designed um, so uh, it's a bit more fair. People can squat on names forever, um, but you know if you do want to squat on a name and there's no demand for it, then you don't have to sell it, right? Um, and also uh, the fee is is based on demand. So so that's uh, that's kind of how that works. Right. And, and how is demand measured in this particular instance? Uh, it, it'll be based on it'll be based on the highest bid. Right. right. Not the number of bids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the highest bid. And uh, so you would have to have placed the highest bid uh, for a certain amount of time. I think uh, we're thinking of four, four, uh, four weeks. So by the by the interval for the year, if a bid has been placed for four weeks, um, then uh, the renewal price will be 0.5 percent of that. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. Cool. I also uh, want to mention yeah. that um, um, we were talking about demand, right? So, like, that's ultimately why we built Stargaze Names because it was one of the most requested features uh, for Stargaze. People want to be able to interact with each other instead of just having an address in front of them. Right, yeah, I think that makes sense, like, especially for Stargaze being like the NFT slash social zone of Cosmos, like the name service direction. Definitely. Right, and na names are like an identity primitive, right? Yeah. You can't leave the hospital without a name. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I guess then, like moving on to like I guess another question I had about like you know Stargaze and it's like validator set um, something around that. 
Um, I think like at last Cosmos Stargaze was, I think named the most decentralized chain at Cosmos. Uh, is that something you guys like strive towards, like making sure validator site is as distributed as possible or stake is as distributed as possible? Was that largely thanks to your airdrop or did it take like a lot of foundation delegation effort or conscious effort to like decentralize the chain in that way? So, um, uh, so we we actually haven't even started the foundation delegation program yet. Um, decentralization has always been uh, just a core value, right? And and we never did anything explicit to even make that happen, right? So we, I think I think all of us in kind of the core team, um, always just kind of knew to like maybe not delegate to like the top ten and all, always you know delegate to the. Uh, kind of the lower half, half of the set. Um, we've always made an effort to get smaller validators to validate on Stargaze. Um, and this was organic as well. Like, like we were actually surprised that we won the award. Like we weren't like planning for it or anything like that. And, 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 you know, we didn't like uh, have any metrics on like the Nakamoto co coefficient or anything like that. Um, so um, you know, that was a pleasant surprise. Um, but now we want to, you know, keep, uh, uh, you know, intentionally, um, uh, you know, make that more of a focus and, uh, and, 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 and try to, you know, keep Stargaze as the, mo the most decent of us, uh, most decent of us chain in Cosmos. Yeah, I, I definitely hope that, you know, at Quicksilver, we can sort of contribute to that, uh, you know, while building our liquidity protocol, like we were super conscious of you know, making sure that uh, the user still has that validator choice. Right? Yeah, actually, I would love to learn more more about that and how how you guys saw that problem. Yeah, so essentially, like when we started designing Quicksilver, like to give context, the team we were at Chorus One before, and we were working on liquid staking research. You know, we built Lido for Solana, so we've sort of been messing with these liquid staking models for some time. Uh, but none of them seemed to work for Cosmos, right? Because you simply couldn't, because uh, you didn't Cosmos, you had these like very close validator delegator relationships and working for a validator, we sort of knew that, right? Uh, so a liquid staking solution, which abstracts that away, didn't really make sense. It worked on Lido, you know, worked on Ethereum because, you know, that sort of one-to-one -one connection doesn't exist, right? It's not delegated proof of stake. Uh, so this was something to solve, right? So. We use this thing called intents. So when you delegate with Quicksilver as a user, you can set your validator intent. Uh, so on the front end, you can choose up to eight validators and distribute your stake amongst these validators. Uh, and the protocol essentially keeps a track of this intent. And what's cool about all of this is that, let's say you, you're on Stargaze, right? You come, you've min minted some Q stars and you have it on an osmosis pool or you're using it in like an UMI lending position, right? The protocol can still keep a track of your intents and we do this to interchain queries, right? So every epoch, the user can generate like a claim, uh, you know, when the protocol initiates an interchain query to the corresponding account receives a call back. So the protocol at all times know, if you want it to know, uh, where and how many assets you hold on different chains, right? Uh, so we can then use this to keep that validator intent going. And if you want to change this intent, right? Let's say you've delegated, you know, you've signaled five to six validators. You're not happy with them anymore. You want to change it. Uh, you can do all of that without pulling your assets out of your DeFi position uh, or unstaking your stars or anything of that sort, right? So that is super cool. That is super super cool. Um, um, how do you, um, so when, when, when people come in and say what their intents are, let's say they pick, uh, six or seven, um, to delegate to how, how, how do you do those allocations? How do you figure out, uh, how much does each one get? How, how much does each validator get? Um, so that's something that the user can decide, right? They can, uh, like on the front end, they have sliders with which they can determine what percentage of their stake goes to which validator. Uh, and then we distribute that accordingly, initially at the delegation, uh, but then there's this thing called aggregate intent, right? That's maintained, which is like an aggregation of all the intents uh, 
of every user weighted according to their stake. Uh, and that sort of does like the higher level optimization, you know, like if that's unbondings and things like that, right? That happens through the aggregate intent. Uh, so those are like the sort of the two rolling metrics that the Quicksilver chain sort of tracks. Oh, cool, cool. I heard, I haven't, I haven't uh, looked into this, but I heard that Polkadot also kind of has something kind of similar built into their kind of native uh, staking and delegating stuff. Oh, really? Is this a liquid staking protocol or the native staking? I, I, I think just their native staking stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, this, and we sort of plan to use this for governance also, right? Because we understand how big a deal this is. And if we can nail this like claims infrastructure down uh, so that if we know where all these assets are on different chains and in what DeFi positions they're locked in, we can then use them for governance also, right? We can let QSTARS holders vote on Stargaze governance proposals. So yeah, what we didn't want is like liquid staking coming in and centralizing the network and crashing governance participation, right? Because that's sort of what makes Cosmos Cosmos. So that was the design philosophy that we built on that. Oh yeah, I mean, people are complaining right now about a 15 cent fee, uh, a listing fee. So yeah, governance is definitely, definitely a huge part of that. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say, uh, oh yeah, so, so, so if, someone, if someone transfers, let's say two stars uh, over IBC to, um, to one chain and then they transfer that to another chain, um, interchain queries is still able to resolve um, that, you know, let's say they send 50% to one uh, to chain A and 50% to chain B, uh, interchain queries can still resolve that it's on these two, two different chains? Yes, if they send it to two different chains, yes, but I think uh, multi-hop is not something that's figured out just yet, but if it's two different chains, I think yeah, that's possible. Super cool, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess like throwing that question back to you, like what do you guys sort of view like in, in terms of like liquid staking and stargaze, right? Like what do you guys think about that? Just to give context, right? Like when we started building Quicksilver, we had like a lot of interest and input from like the stargaze community essentially because they had this issue, right? Where uh, they couldn't buy NFTs or interact with any of like the products that stargaze was in its shipping uh, because they had their assets locked in a staking position. So if there was an NFT collection that dropped and which was selling out fast, uh, they couldn't unstake and wait for the unbonding period. So this, these were some of the concerns we heard. Like, are you hearing the same thing? Like, what's your thinking around it? Yeah, people have been, uh, people have been asking uh, to be able to buy, uh, buy NFTs with stake stars for a while. Um, so, so I think, um, uh, you know, I think this is a really good, a good solution. Um, but now we kind of have to think what to do next. Right. So I think, I think, I think the first step is, uh, you know, making it even easier to do that swap. Right. So maybe even native, uh, swaps from, uh, you know, Q stars to stars. Um, and, and, uh, and, and at least that's like a really good first step. Um, you know, then then we have to investigate if you know if our if we're going to use liquid staking um, assets in the contracts themselves, um, uh, and 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 uh, kind of kind of uh, you know allow them as kind of like a native uh, native payment like in 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 the marketplace and so forth. Uh, we we have to do a bit more modeling uh, of 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 that of that scenario and just kind of like you know look into any edge cases and stuff like that that could happen so yeah. i think i think that's there in the future we just have to do a little bit of modeling for that first yeah i think like throwing out like something i'm thinking at the top of my head uh, like a lot of this design space will open up uh, when the lsm comes around again not sure if you guys are planning to implement the lsm but i think it's part of the next sdk release uh, but when the LSM comes around, you can essentially move from your liquid stake position to like a native stake stargaze position relatively quickly or like instantly, right? It's instantly redeemable. So you can theoretically, instead of taking like stake stars or like Q stars in a contract, you could take like a stake representation of stars, like a delegation share. Uh, 
So there's definitely some space open around that, right? If you can instantly transfer between a stake position and a liquid staking position, it would be interesting to see how that evolves. Oh, super cool. Yeah, if it's redeemable like that very quickly, then, you know, that makes, uh, that definitely opens up the design space. And um, the LSM is definitely uh, kind of on our, on our to-do roadmap to look at. So I'm definitely going to get to that at some point. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I think from my end, that sort of covers it. If anybody has questions, like feel free to come up. Uh, if not, I can hand over to Marie. Hey, I think she's gone back to sleep. It's it's seven, eight, almost eight a.m. in Bali. So. Hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on mute. Hey, guys. Oh, I think someone's requested. Yeah. Hey, Nalar, you can speak. Hey, um, had a quick question on sort of liquidity for Q stars. I'm not sure if it was covered earlier. Um, is there an existing market, or what's the timeline on a market for QSTARS, whether that's Osmosis or Kajira or anywhere else? Yeah, so there's currently no existing market for QSTARS, but that's something we're working on. Uh, it would most likely coincide with like the quick token launch. Like We haven't introduced the quick token yet. Uh, the, I mean, the realistic timeline, I'd say, is sometime next month. Uh, where we're like moving really slow with like you know, finding like a, the right place for Stargaze liquidity because we sort of understand that each chain and their users have different needs around it. So we ideally want like stable swap pool that can cater for the fact that Q stars and stars are not one to one bad, right? And this is a difficult need to find because no Cosmos protocol does it just yet. Uh, I know Shade Protocol is working on something related to that. Uh, but yeah, the realistic timeline is next month. Uh, but yeah, we'll sort of talk about that in the coming weeks to we'll provide more updates. Uh, my, my point of view is I'm a validator on Kajira, um, and I think we could spin something up for you guys with an active enlisting in the next week. Um, if desired or if possible, like technically. Cool. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. I mean, technically, it's possible that Q stars are live and minted. You can permissionlessly do anything with it. But yeah, I'll, I'll be open to that. Let's talk about it. Um, I have I have a question about a stable swap. So um, I I understand uh, you know the curve, if you want to even call it that, for like uh, you know a one to one asset, like a, you know like a stable coin. Uh, yeah. But on something like uh, you know liquid staking token and a regular uh, staking token, where it's not exactly like one to one, right? The the because because the, the staking token, uh, uh, you know, accrues uh, accrues a bit of yield. Like, is is that a different curve? Is that a different kind of stable swap? So it's not a fundamentally different curve, but it's a curve that keeps moving. So it's like an asymmetric curve, right? Uh, the problem then is to solve for the problem to solve for is how the curve moves. Is it something that the pool creator moves every six months or so? Uh, which is fine, but it's it, you know, sound like a perfect solution, right? It, it's it's a hack, it works. Uh, like I, I've spoken to like the shade swap guys and they're doing something with oracles, I believe, uh, which is definitely our solution. So you could figure out what this Q asset is redeemable for on the Quicksilver chain and then update the curve accordingly. Uh, but I think my ideal, ideal solution would be itching queries. Uh, every epoch, which is three days, we update the redemption rate on Quicksilver. So you can now see what a Q stars is redeemable for uh, with regards to stars, right? So if you can like query that redemption rate every epoch and update the curve accordingly, that would be like awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, because because that the, 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 the way the curve moves as a function of the redemption rate right so yeah um yeah yeah i think that's super cool and uh and and I, I, yeah i guess i guess cosmos would be kind of a unique uh kind of ecosystem uh to build this with i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm surprised it doesn't exist yet 
uh, this kind of uh, pool. Um, I think yeah. it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there was never a real need for it because there was no yield bearing asset in Cosmos mm. before. Uh, but yeah, it, I guess. Does this exist on Ethereum? Because you know you have like the the Ave yield bearing assets. You have like C tokens and stuff. Um, it's okay. I'm I'm gonna say I'm sure it exists, but it's not something I've encountered or used. Also, I think it's because the yields in Ethereum are relatively low. So the time to update the pool is significant, right? Like, for example, you like, okay, the updating the curve constantly is one way to do it, but you can also migrate the liquidity every year or so, right? As when the curve substantially shifts. Because when you do create a stable swap pool, you have like plus minus 10% uh, fluctuation that you allow. Uh, on that stable swap. Uh, so if like your asset is now gaining more than 10% value in in a year, then you can keep migrating the pool to a new new one every year. It, it's not the best way to do it. Yeah, it's kind of a hack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's a hack. Yeah, yeah, it's a dull hack. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but again, on Ethereum, I'm sure it exists. Uh, yeah, not something I've encountered. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe, 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 uh, you know, with, uh, the, the AMM, um, Stargaze is looking to build, maybe, maybe this is something, uh, we can look into as well, but yeah, this is something we can talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be like an awesome feature, even as like other yield bearing assets come in into Cosmos. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, any other questions, anyone comments? Any All right. If there's nothing else, uh, I guess we'll sign off. Uh, hope to see you guys another day. Uh, it was a great chat. Really fun talking to you guys as always. Uh, yeah, see you guys around. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. Talk. Yeah, see y'all later. All right, bye. All right, bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Future of with Vish Modali and Shane.Stars. Recorded on Monday, January 23rd, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and her braces yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking Rick Roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks gonna cash cow, country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor so someone's looking over me. That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth
basically every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terror Spaces.